and welcome to episode 5 of the Animaniacast. Welcome to the Animaniacast. We are a podcast dedicated to the animated television series, The Animaniacs. We are going to revisit each and every episode of the series, discussing the cultural references, all the gags, all the jokes. We're going to share our memories of the first watching the episode, what we think about it right now, and in the end, we're going to give the episode a water tower rating. I am Joey, and joining me are my co-hosts, Nathan. Not nothing. And Kelly. Hello. How do you do? How do you... Hello, nurse. (laughs) Boys, go fig. (laughs) Well, we are going to be talking about episode five today, Taming of the Screwy. This is uh, an episode that was originally aired on September 17th, 1993. And if I'm not incorrect, I believe this caps off the first week, initial week, of the Animaniacs. So there you go. The conclusion of the first week. Yes. Okay, I was confused. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, the the variable verse for this week was the rain in Spainy. Which is a cool reference to Nathan, my fair lady, my fair lady, yay! Mm-hmm. Which I think is kind of cool because both the variable verse and the taming of the screwy, uh, which is of course a reference to the taming of the shrew, shrewy, <laughs> not the shrewy, the shrew. Oh, okay, sorry, uh, saying it wrong all these years. All of them have, <laughs> I know, uh, all of them have a very similar theme, which is of course kind of a you know, teaching someone to be different is uh, is in both of those, both in My Fair Lady and Taming of the Sh- Taming of the I almost said Shrewy, Taming See? of the Shrew, <laughs> because of course in, in the original Shakespeare, Taming of the Shrew, uh, a I'm I, Petruchio is uh, has to tame Kate. Okay, and what to, is he taming her to be? Uh, not a shrew. <laughs> Like a, a better, lovely bride, a lovely bride, right? He has to change her to be like a, a a proper woman because she's way too. I don't know because women should not speak out. Exactly. Thank you. They should not right. have thoughts of their own. Or, <laughs> of course, yes. It's very controversial by today's standards. Yeah, obviously, um... I'm actually kind of surprised because um in our uh, in our sixth grade class at my school they have to read Taming of the Shrew. I'm kind of curious as to how sixth graders and how uh, to people today uh, think you know, of that particular play. Anyway. Isn't um, 10 Things I Hate About You a, a, um, a modernized version of that? Yes, too? absolutely. That's yeah, right. it's a modernized version. So if uh, some of the listeners out there perhaps have never seen Taming of the Shrew but are familiar with that movie, then 
there you go. You it's, it's worth seeing if you have not seen it. Yes, it's a very funny movie. I've only seen it like once or twice, but it I do remember yeah, it being funny. So today's episode uh, was the had multiple credits on it. <laughs> so we have the story was by Peter Hastings, Earl Cress, and Tom Ruger. It was written by Peter Hastings, and then it was directed by Alfred Jimeno. And uh, basically, the the story itself, it's, well, basically, like I said before, it, the, the Warners want to go to a party, so Dr. Scratch and Sniff has to teach them manners in order to go to it. They can't act so silly. They have to contain themselves. And uh, a very funny episode. I liked it a lot. So we're going to talk about this, and the way we're going to split it, since there's only one episode well yeah it's only one kind of segment yeah one cartoon split over commercial breaks is uh nathan and kelly are going to talk about or introduce the first segment where it's like in the psychiatrist's office and then the second segment which is kind of going to the hollywood party and uh there's quite a few references and many many quick quick fire gags to discuss which ones we like the most so nathan why don't we why don't you go ahead and start us off what so what happens so, here in segment one? In the okay, so starting off, we're in um, Mr. Uh, Plotz's office, and he's basically telling uh, Doctor Scratch and Sniff that he he could win. Well, he could get a billion dollars if these Japanese investors meet everyone on the plot on the Warner Brother lot, and if they like everybody. But that includes everyone, including the Animaniacs. So you, Dr. Scratch and Sniff, have to teach him good manners. So then we're in Dr. Scratch and Sniff's office. The Animaniacs come in with a song. Plenty of songs, fun. And they're not very good at learning manners. Is basically this whole first segment. I think yeah. sums it up pretty but they, well. Well, they, 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 they're able to put it all together at the at the very end yeah. right there because spoiler <laughs> because <laughs> because they they want to go to the party yes. and they also they have like a cute little moment where um they you know tell dr scratch and sniff that they love him and they give him a big kiss and they all hug and they say oh let's go to the party and that yes. was cute so uh i really like this segment uh well what do you guys think what are some moments and stuff in this first uh psychiatrist segment i guess we could call it that really stood out to you? Stuff that you really like or remember from first watching it as a kid? Uh, well, there's a reference to Chicken Boo right at the very beginning. Oh, yeah, it's that's the right. first things you hear is... It was a chicken, I tell you. A giant chicken. It was a chicken, I tell you. <laughs> is that the first reference to Yes, the... that's the first time we... And so that is something that is... Uh, it's like you foreshadowing. Would not, yeah, you would not pick up what the heck they're talking about until... <laughs> reruns basically as yeah. a kid like oh my gosh they're talking about chicken boo that's cool yeah which i thought's kind of a neat like shows do that now where they kind of reward you later for watching the episode so it's mm-hmm. kind of a fun <laughs> i like that yeah. um and then yeah i like that uh dr scratch and sip has a theme song now oh yeah <laughs> i i don't think i have three animaniac cds i have the original soundtrack Variety Pack and Yakko's World. Those are the three ones I have. And I don't believe that song is on any of the CDs. And I really do like that. The, the you know, I guess, you, yeah, Nathan, you called it the Dr. Scratch and Sniff song. But yeah, it's yeah, kind of like basically his, song. his theme song. It's... Yeah, I liked it. I liked it a lot. 
Um, I also liked how uh, they kind of like they start discussing when uh, Mr. Plotz is talking with Dr. Scratch and stuff. He goes, I can't have those. Those. What are they? I don't know. Uh, and that's uh, that's a question that I know on Twitter people still have. <laughs> They're saying, what are the Animaniacs? Yeah. Are they dogs? Are they cats? Are we they... know they're not monkeys. Well, they made a song about it. Exactly. We'll find out next episode <laughs> what they are. Kelly, what did you think about this first segment? I thought it was really funny. I um, I really liked the fact that for the first time we get to see... Um, it happened twice in the episode, but you get to see Dot's pets. Be quiet, please. I have something to tell you. Ooh, story time. Get right to the scary part. What scary part? The part with my pet. Yeah, yeah, your pet. Okay, good pet. <laughs> now listen. Where it's kind of a running gag where she has a little box mm-hmm. and she opens it up and something really crazy pops out and it's never the same thing twice. Yeah. And um, it's always fun to see the Warners interact with Dr. Scratch and Sniff. They just give him such a hard time. Yeah, I was and- I was thinking the same thing. They really are like the perfect – the chemistry between Dr. Scratch and Sniff and the Warner Brothers and uh, Dot are just fantastic. They really are the perfect pairing. Yeah, and um, we get to see more of the, the interaction with Miss Nurse and how Doc gets so annoyed with the way the boys are around her and she just – She's so over it most of the time. Yeah. And um, and that's a, a recurring theme throughout the, the series as well. So we get to see a lot of things that, that really start to become recurring gags, I think. Yeah, definitely. When it comes to, to some of your favorite lines, what, what are some of the things that st- stood up for you guys, at least maybe from when you were a kid and what you thought was really funny now? I, I really like the uh, mumbling joke that they do, the... <laughs> Oh, let's get in a huddle. Well, yes or no? Well, what did you decide? Oh, I like that one too. Um, <laughs> the joke that I remember laughing out, like my brothers and sister and I, we just laughed out loud when we first saw it. It did not go over our heads, which was... Ooh, a giant Pez dispenser. Want one? Please. Stop playing with my bust! Good night, everybody. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Good night, everybody. Yes. That I remember just, oh, my gosh. I thought that was hilarious as a kid. And by the way, that bust, he calls it uh, Siggy right there. So for you uh, folks who uh, I was, a, I know this because I was a psychology major in, in college. Uh, that right there was Pavlov. No, that was Sigmund Freud <laughs> right there. So there you go. Oh, and, and other little things as well. Just like the, the make a little... There's a part where they go, make a little curtsy, make a little curtsy, and, and that... Make a little curtsy. <laughs> yes. Dot, would you care to give it a try? But I'd like you to make a little curtsy. Thanks, but I did before I left home. No, a curtsy, make a little curtsy. <laughs> make a little curtsy, a curtsy, a little curtsy. <laughs> Stop it, stop that. I am not here to amuse you. Then please stop being so funny. <laughs> just little, just the whole thing in general right there. I really did like the the, the the chemistry between all those guys. It's, again, quick fire, zaniness that they do really well. Uh, anything else that we want to talk about for this first segment here? The etiquette song. 
Oh, yes, the etiquette song. That, yes, the etiquette song is on one of the CDs. I do, yes, that kind of <laughs> summarizes everything that they had to do in the in their training and everything. Yeah, it's a nice summary of the whole first part, basically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I love the A the A E I O U A E I O U. Remember that good diction reflects so well on you. Yeah. So practice all your vowel sounds by saying No. Yes. So I yeah I never looked at vowels the same way after this this episode. Yeah, I think we got the first the first part right there. Let's move on to the second part because at the at the end of this first segment right here they say okay let's go to the party. Yay! They're so excited. So we move on to segment two, and Kelly, what what basically happens in segment, the second part? I, sh- I guess you would we could say about this episode. Well, in the second part, the Warners actually get to go to the party because they they sort of reveal that they've been messing with Doctor Scratch and Sniff the whole time, and they actually can behave and do curtsies and and everything. So he lets them go to the party, and they walk the red carpet, and and they're very well behaved and nicely dressed and everything, and you see. A bunch of uh, celebrities. The T-1000 comes out. And... Uh, I'm sorry, sir, but this is a black tie affair. He morphs and changes into a tuxedo. And you see Thelma and Louise drive their car. And they say, oh, we finally landed. Yes. <laughs> we should see the movie. They're flying off like the edge of a cliff. And, yes, exactly. You know, doesn't ever show them hit the bottom (laughs) they they land on in the middle of the party and um there's a parody of uh, mary hart from uh, entertainment tonight uh she's a a former host of that show which now i think is just called et which makes me think of something else entirely (laughs) you know what (laughs) kelly i used to actually whenever that show was on as a kid they they still called it et and everything and i always thought like in the back of my head, maybe it had something to do with E.T. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so it was Mary. I, I think I think she's called Mary Heartless. Um, and she, oh, okay, yeah, okay. she was actually introduced in uh, some Tiny Toon Adventures, actually, I think. And, oh, uh, maybe. It's been so long since I've seen Tiny Toons. Yeah. Probably, uh, I yeah. I think I remember that. Um, so they get into the party, and they well, they meet the, um, the, the Japanese visitors, and... Yako actually speaks Japanese, and it's, yeah, really it's well. amazing. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, he and Thaddeus Plotz is freaking out because he's so worried they're going to ruin things, and he, you know, keeps you know uh, messing with his collar. He's sweating. He's very nervous. He has no idea what to expect, and uh, their their visitors are not terribly impre- impressed with him or the party. And then it goes inside, and you see a bunch of different people at a table there's michelle pfeiffer dressed as the cat woman and they say oh there's a thing in your in your soup or milk um <laughs> and thing from the adams family comes out and i love that i love the adams family mm-hmm. and i think that's really funny and then they get sent back to the water tower because thaddeus plus wants them gone and so then they decide oh okay now we're gonna party and ruin everything so yeah. they start doing their zany hijinks and um Thaddeus thinks everything's ruined, 
and the Japanese love it. They said, who's responsible for this? And he's like, I'm not. No, no, not me. No, I'm, it's, it's them. It's all them. These things. And they're like, oh, great. <laughs> are the And uh, they give the Warners the billion-dollar check for the instead of Thaddeus Plots. And he's so upset. And there's um, dancing. And Madonna comes out and says, let's play Truth or Dare. Beauty and the Beast show up. They get kicked out of the, the mob of, of dancers. <laughs> um, there's just tons of stuff and, and cameos. Some of them I didn't even recognize. I, I did recognize um, Gallagher smashing a watermelon. <laughs> Wayne and Garth from Inter- uh, from Saturday Night Live are there. And uh, Spike Lee and um yeah i have Jack a Mallets. I, yes i have a i have a quick list here of of the different celebrities that we see so oh cool we have um danny devito as the penguin uh we have the lethal weapon 3 cast uh mel gibson danny glover joe pesci uh sigourney weaver with a shaved head from alien 3 along with the alien yakko makes like a comment to see if uh larry and mo were there too or something which is cool <laughs> Oh, you had to. Couldn't Mo and Larry make it? <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, we have Michael Keaton as Batman. Uh, you mentioned Jack Palance, and of course he does this kind of one-handed push-up, which uh, was one of the things Jack Palance, who was quite old at this point, uh, I believe he won an Oscar, I want to say for City Slickers, I believe, um, I and, so. and did a one-handed push-up on the stage there at the Oscars. So that became a very... I remember that. I remember that. Uh, I watched that. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of difficult. They forget. They forget to ask that you go out there and you do all these things. Like, for instance, you know, you go out there and you do these. Yeah, ever, and that was like on the news for like the next week. It became very pop culture-ish. Uh, everyone talked about it. There was Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned, uh, you know, Wayne and Garth, uh, a.k.a. Mike Myers and Dana Carvey. Uh, there was Whoopi Goldberg, who I believe is voiced by Tress McNeil. Very good uh, Whoopi Gold- Goldberg impression. Billy Crystal was there dressed up as a cowboy. He, he, was, he, uh, he sounded like he was doing his uh, Fernando Lamas impression which is you know you look marvelous Mm -hmm. uh which is the which is something billy crystal did quite often uh there was jaleel white or urkel who was saying i didn't think his impression was was a terrible (laughs) impression (laughs) like wow (laughs) it did not sound like him that much Gallagher was perhaps the one that was really kind of out of place to me of all the quote unquote celebrities. They just wanted to hit him with a watermelon. I think so. I think just reverse it instead yeah. of the, him hitting the watermelon. The watermelon hit Gallagher. So I guess yeah, that was it's like cool. the Russian joke. Yeah, and uh, in and Russia, <laughs> a ton of different celebrities, lots of cool stuff. So Nathan, Kelly, what do you guys think? What do you what do you like about the the second part right here when they're at the party? I just love all the cameos. There's so many. Every oh, second. What's that? I, I forgot a couple cameos. Okay. Speaking of cameos, there's there's a few that were like, I was looking online and people, even people are kind of like, who is that? Um, Slappy Squirrel talks to uh, somebody. You know, you remind me of a very mature Johnny Quest. And there's yeah. a lot of debate about who that is. He kind of looked like Harry Connick Jr. to me a little bit. Um, oh, but yeah. apparently some people think it's Luke Perry, which I could totally see. 
Luke Perry mm-hmm. did have those sideburns going on. Um, and the one thing I was, I felt very, very proud of myself because I knew something that uh, the Wikipedia people didn't know, <laughs> which they were saying. Uh, there's a part where Spike Lee is talking to uh, a baby on somebody's on a, a an actor's back. Spike Lee is saying, "Please, baby, baby, please, please," which I believe is from "Do the Right Thing." But he's saying that to these two, this this couple online. It's saying, "Is that Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman?" And no, it's not. I know exactly who that is. Who is it? It is Warren Beatty and Annette Bening with the baby on the back. Okay. So there you go. I know that because <laughs> uh, at the time, Annette Bening and Warren Beatty had uh, had gotten married, and uh, after Annette Bening got pregnant, and in fact, Annette Bening was going to be playing the part of Catwoman in Batman Returns, but had to drop out due to the fact that she got pregnant. So there you go. In case you didn't know that, that's a little bit of trivia right there for you. All of these movies today, we look at them and we're going, okay, who's that? Who's this? Who's that? The majority of all the people that are referenced right here, uh, these are all movies that had come out either in 1991 or 1992. So we have Batman Returns, 1992, Lethal Weapon 3, 1992, Alien 3, 1992, Wayne's World, 1992, Madonna had a movie called Truth or Dare, came out in 91, The Addams Family came out in 91, and Beauty and the Beast came out in 91. So all of these, all of these, today we look at them and we're going, who, who yeah. is this? <laughs> but, but at the original air date uh, in 1993, this, these, all these celebrities would very much be in the, in the, you know, popular culture. Yeah. Popular culture. Everyone would know who they are. One thing I also liked was the, the it's kind of interesting to notice this whole idea of Japanese investors I think at the time in 1993 when this episode was originally released America was in a recession or at least getting out of one it was and being in a recession there was this I remember a a huge push to buy American don't buy from the Japanese and in a lot of movies and a lot of pop culture the Japanese were seen as this group of people that were coming over here because they had money and they were going to uh, buy American companies and take them overseas, et cetera, et cetera. So this kind of fit that early nineties mentality. I think a lot of the Japanese are coming to Warner brothers and they're going to invest a billion dollars and we have to invest, we have to, um, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Run away. (laughs) We have to, we have to impress the Japanese Ah. with the word I'm looking for. Uh, so that's, that's a, just another little quick thing I, I yeah, noticed that really fit in uh, for this episode. <laughs> um, we find out that all the Animaniacs have a favorite actor or actress in that's this episode. That's right. So. Michelle Pfeiffer. Mel Gibson. Don Knotts. Do you, um, Kelly, are you familiar <laughs> with Don Knotts' work? Slightly. <laughs> um, I'm only slightly familiar with Don Knotts is probably most well known for being on the Andy Griffith show, but I would suggest everybody watch one of my favorite movies in the world, which is Nathan. Is it the Andy Griffith show? No. The movie? No. no I'm just kidding. <laughs> Nathan knows what it is. It's What's the my... ghost of Mr. Chicken. Not the ghost of Mr. The Chicken. The ghost and Mr. Chicken. The ghost and Mr. That's Chicken. That's the one. Yes. The ghost and Mr. <laughs> Chicken. If you want to see Don Knotts doing 
uh, some fantastic stuff. Don't look at the Andy. Well, you can look at the Andy Griffith show, uh, but don't don't. Uh, if you just want to get a quick hour and a half, this is Don Knotts at his prime. I have been called brave. What is brave? Let me demonstrate. Now, some men are afraid of girls. Well, that's silly. Girls can't hurt you. A brave man just sweeps the female right off her feet. Nothing to it. Some men are afraid of men. No red-blooded American boy should be afraid of men. <laughs> be bold. Be firm. And above all, be sure-footed. Some men are afraid of ghosts. That's kid stuff. Uh, do haunted houses scare you? <laughs> They're mortar, stone, and wood. Well, <laughs> oh, good, because you're going to spend the murder night in the Simmons house alone. Some men are afraid of their shadows. <laughs> Some shadows are afraid of their men. <laughs> so what is brave? How should I know? I'm chicken. And you're chicken if you miss this movie. Check out the ghosted Mr. Chicken because you you won't. Wasn't be... Don Knotts in Scooby Doo a lot too? He was. He was. He was like one of the guest stars. <laughs> he was like all the people that they run into. It was either I think they rotated between the Harlem Globetrotters and Don Knotts. <laughs> maybe maybe Batman too. <laughs> but yes, Don Knotts was that's, on. That's probably how I'm most familiar with him is from Scooby Doo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Don Knotts is somebody who I yeah he he's. He was even, you know, he passed away, I want to say about 10 years ago, but he was very active in, in stuff all the way up into, you know, his later years. He was even in some episodes of Robot Chicken and everything, too, oh, wow. doing some kind of uh, some twisted stuff. And, of course, he was on stuff like uh, uh, Three's Company. He played the the yeah. landlord as well. So that's what I kind of, what I think was probably. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we got stuff from Don Knotts, everyone. And Wacko knows. So just so. If you want to be like Wacko and you want to follow the work of Don Knotts, there you go. There's many different. <laughs> there you go. There we... Yeah. You don't need his IMDb, IMDb page. Just listen to us and you'll find out what to go to. <laughs> <laughs> what are some other things that you guys really liked about the, the party scene right here? Stuff that anything that, that stood out? We went through all the different celebrities, which are really yeah. cool. Uh, they spoke real Japanese, which was neat. Uh, I was using Google Translate. Oh, yeah. So what did he say? Like, if you... I've seen some translations online. Yeah, that, I saw those too, and I was like, "Well, I should double check because you never know." It's okay. So what online? Did... So the big speech I got from Yakko initially was, "It is where Pokemon today is very interesting." <laughs> but that might be wrong. Yeah, so I don't think Pokemon is really in the. I did it again. Okay, and I separated it out to each person. So uh, for Yakko. I got Tokyo. It is a place very interesting. <laughs> yes. And then um, the response was, please come and need, which <laughs> doesn't quite make sense. But 
And then I got I wear ever, and I was like, that didn't make sense. So I tried it again, and it said I if there is still place. So and that got really close to what uh, Wikipedia yes. said. Which you can read that. Yeah, up. Wikipedia says uh, Yako says Tokyo is an extremely interesting place, isn't it? And Mr. Kato, I believe is how we pronounce it. Mr. Kato says, please go there. Uh, and Yako says, if there's still a place to go, to go. Eh? And then they all laugh. And they all laugh. So, yeah, Tokyo is a very crowded place. Is that That's kind of like the, the joke right there. It's like, oh. there's not many places to go anymore. I thought it was a Hiroshima joke. Oh, no, please, no. I know, that's what I was like, that's like not funny. Like. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's much more like, uh, you know, because... You know, like some of the hotels in Japan and stuff. You, you've seen, you've seen uh, Lost in Translation, right, Nathan? Yes. So you know how, like, the hotels, like, you know, the joke is, yeah, you have to sleep in beds on top of each other and okay, that's much better of a joke than yes, exactly. (laughs) Yes, it's just a, it's just a very crowded, busy place. Um, one thing I really liked about this uh, episode is the fact that we we mentioned all these different celebrities. Um, in the first episode of our uh, of our podcast, I listed off all the different celebrities that go by very quickly on all the pictures and everything like that. And I immediately thought, who is that right there? And having to do like research and find out who these different people are, it was very reminiscent. This cartoon is very reminiscent, actually, to some of the cartoons that were made often in the 30s and 40s by Disney and Warner Brothers and... I'm sure many of the animation stu- other animation studios as well, but the the two cartoons that really automatically came to to my mind was in um, Mickey Mouse. There was a cartoon called Mickey's Gala Premiere, where Mickey comes to like the premiere of one of his cartoons, and there's a ton of different celebrities of the 1930s right there. Tonight, tonight the Mickey Mouse is premiere, and every star in Hollywood will be here. So if you look at that today, probably most people would only be able to recognize maybe the Marx Brothers, and that would be about it. But then Warner Brothers later did a cartoon called Hollywood Steps Out in 1941. And that was, first of all, it looks beautiful. It's in bright, bright technicolor. There's a lot of celebrities in there that uh, we'd be familiar with as well. Oh, Jimmy, that rhythm does something to me. Let's dance. Will you please? All uh, uh, sir, it's not that I don't want to understand. It's, uh, it's on account of that. Uh, she was, I don't know any of these modern steps here. Oh, come on, Jimmy. Please. For me? Oh, sir, uh, 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 heck, I guess I might as well try it. Rhett Butler was played by... Clark Gable. Clark Gable. Clark Gable has this ongoing gag in uh in the in that particular cartoon and the characters the animation and everything is is really really good so um i'll put both of those episodes up on our facebook and twitter and show notes and everything like that so the folks out there can watch those two cartoons and and see the similarities with uh it, it 
in particular with Hollywood steps out, it's I mean, they're they're all at individual tables and a lot of hmm. the plot is they're having a party and there's a lot of celebrities. So I could really see this episode having a lot of inspiration from Hollywood Steps Out, being a Warner Brothers cartoon and everything like that. So that was cool to see. Makes sense. Especially that now that kids can look at this and go, <laughs> it's hard to believe that this was, oh gosh, almost uh, over, tw- it was over 20 years ago yeah. that this episode was made. Uh, and and that's a that's a long time. <laughs> so just, So kids today have really very, you know, Many of those stars, they have no idea who they are. Yeah. So they'll have to look them up. Anyway, so other than the celebrity uh, stuff, what else do we What else do we want to talk about? What other things do we like about this? There was a reference of Rita and Runt. Did we talk about that? Oh, yeah. Rita and Runt make, uh, make another appearance in this right here as well. I guess that, that was really kind of a cool thing as well to just so kind of see. Yeah, they haven't been introduced yet. Yeah, they just kind of see, again, these little... Uh, teases of things to come and it really worked well again like as a, a rerun episode as well to kind of yeah. see people that you would see in future episodes so did we mention b arthur yet in the swimsuit calendar that's right b arthur i'm putting out a swimsuit calendar <laughs> not while i'm eating uh of course b arthur at the time was on the golden girls uh so it's got a renewed popularity recently I don't think the caricature really looked like B. Arthur that much, but it sounded like B. Arthur. I'm pretty sure that was Tress McNeil doing B. Arthur's voice, and I think she did and a they, good. They had mentioned that earlier, I guess, when they were in uh, Scratch and Sniff's office, because they said, "Oh, and B. Arthur's doing a swimsuit calendar." Oh, and I, so- I missed that. There's also some bad news. B. Arthur's putting out a swimsuit calendar. She is. Of course not. No. That's a great callback right there. That's so cool. Yeah. That's partly how I knew who it was for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I had no idea. Let's go ahead and give this episode a water tower rating. Uh Kelly, what do you think? What do you give this particular episode? Taming of the Screwy. I'll give it three. I um I liked it. It had a lot of funny gags and um just a, a lot of of cameos and, and a lot going on. And and I like the etiquette song. It was on the, the soundtrack that I owned. And uh, it's always fun to see the Warner Brothers interact with Dr. Scratch and Sniff. But it, it was uh, it was not one of the best. There's so many more episodes that I loved a lot more and um, that I, I consider a lot more memorable. So I'll, I'll give it an average. I'll say it's, it's three out of five. Mm-hmm. Nathan, what do you think? I'm doing 3.5 All right. out of five. Um, I I enjoyed that first uh, part enough that it uh, I liked all the songs that they sing and mm-hmm. I don't know uh, their relationship with Doctor Scratch and Stiff in that scene is just like it's just classic Animaniacs. Yeah, I'll give it a three point five as well. I agree. the The first part I think really it's it's I think it was actually split like a, by a commercial break. So the first part is actually kind of two segments and then it's kind of capped off with the uh, the party at the very end for the the uh, the third part, but mm. the first two parts are definitely, there's a ton more, there's a lot more gags. Uh, yeah. and, it, and, and the songs in it are, are really great as well. So I'm going to give it a 3.5, uh, as well out of five, just because, uh, yeah, it, it, I do like the celebrity references. Yeah. But if you don't know them, it's not, but at the same time, 
like I say, that's one of the things I personally, I love obscure kind of stuff that makes me, <laughs> in case you couldn't tell by now, um, <laughs> I love stuff that I have to look up and I go, who is that? I'm a just like, even music wise, like um, I listen to a weird, it would, it blends very well into uh, Animaniacs. I listen to a lot of Spike Jones and the City Slickers music and Spike Jones was like the original Weird Al Yankovic uh, back in the 40s and into the 50s and 60s. Uh, he references a lot of singers that I have no idea who they are and a lot of cultural references that I have no idea what he's talking about, but I enjoy looking those up to find out what the heck he's talking about. It's a weird, it's a weird feeling. Cause it's like, you're, it's like, there's a in joke that you don't really know what they're talking about that everyone else thinks is funny <laughs> and just taking the time to go, what are you talking about? I'm going to look that up. So I appreciate those. Uh, those things. I I don't know if other people, especially the younger folks out there, I don't know if they like that kind of stuff, but I, I always have. You don't up. care about them anyway. I don't so. care about those kids. Anyway, <laughs> so um, yeah, so there we go. And now it's time for last week's Twitter poll results. Listeners were asked, how were you first introduced to the hashtag Animaniacs? 11% said Cartoon Network, Nickelodeon, The Hub, and other stuff. 15% said DVD or Netflix. 35% were there at the beginning for Fox Kids. And 39% were there for Kids WB. But of course, the winner of the poll was Mr. John Mariano, who wrote in to say he was first introduced to the Animaniacs when he was hired by Steven Spielberg to play Bobby the Pigeon in Goodfellas. So, Mr. Mariano, congratulations, you have won, and your prize is you get my screenplay that I will be sending you. I'd like you to star in my announcer movie that, uh, about me. So, check your mail. Goodbye, everybody. We're going to move on to this Twitter poll for this week, um, which is are kind of an opinion kind of question, I guess you could say, about the love interests of our favorite and only Warner sister, Dot. Uh, in this week's episode, she's at a party, and uh, she sees Mel Gibson, and she talks... Well, actually, she talks about when she goes to the party about how she's really looking forward to seeing Mel Gibson. But due to recent things with Mel Gibson. Mm -hmm. It's most likely that Dot would not have the same crush on Mel Gibson that she has back in 1993. Um, so the question for this week is, who do you think Dot would have a crush on today in 2016? Kelly, ladies first, what do you think? Who? I'm going to go with Kelly because she, you know, you know, being a girl, she knows more about the who's, who's, <laughs> she should she's know hot. Who Dot. Because I already have my idea in mind, but he's not the most topical. <laughs> Gene Wilder. Yeah, it's Gene Wilder. How'd you know? <laughs> I think she'd love Gene Wilder. She's a big young Frankenstein and Willy Wonka fan. Yeah. Right? Look at him nowadays. He's... <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's really hot now. Oh, boy. No, but Kelly, who do you, who do you think Dot would have a crush on today? Hmm. Well, I was thinking maybe Tom Hiddleston. I know he's very popular, uh, you know, uh, in a lot of the, the current 
movies that are out now, Marvel, uh, Avengers, and all that. He was also in a Spielberg movie, War Horse, ah. for anybody who hasn't seen it. And uh, he just seems to be super, super hot right now, and um, he's a great actor, and all the ladies love him. I I, I like him. I mean, I'm not one of those that's dying of a crush. <laughs> My... My heart will always belong to Sean Patrick Flannery, a.k.a. Young Indiana Jones. Yes, okay. But I um, <laughs> I would say probably probably Tom Hiddleston. I think they could probably do a lot of funny gags with Loki and different things like that with, with Dot. And That's Loki. where I know him from. I was going to ask you, like, okay, what's he this? from? I know no. his name. <laughs> Tom, oh, Loki. <laughs> I just assumed. All right, Loki, Loki. I was like, yeah, got it. Okay. So, okay, very nice. So she'd be going, Nathan, who do you think? Okay. Um, all right. Well, personally, I'd say Chris Pratt. I He's just so handsome. Chris Pratt is... Uh, he was in Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah, Chris Pratt, duh. He's also in uh, Parks and Recreation. Well, he was in that, too. Yes. Jurassic World. Jurassic, Jurassic World. World. Um, so, I mean... Another kind of Marvel person. <laughs> my wife has a huge crush on on Chris Pratt. And hey, can I change my answer now? Yes, because absolutely. Chris Pratt seems like a better answer because then they, <laughs> they do all the Jurassic Park references, and Animaniacs is a Spielberg show. Okay, okay. So I yeah, Chris Pratt. <laughs> I, I'm, yeah, I changed my answer. <laughs> yes. I'll say, who are you changing your answer to, Kelly? Chris Pratt. <laughs> all right. <laughs> You're talking about Tom Hiddleston. I like like the Chris Pratt answer, though. I I think they'd be more likely to use him in the show. Okay. Let me say that. All right. All right. Um, I'm going to, you know, I I almost uh, flipped my answer to, uh, oh, gosh, and now I'm totally forgetting his name. Benjamin Cumberbatch. (laughs) No. Well, no. (laughs) Although there are some women out there who love Benedict Cumberbatch quite a bit. Um, But I, I was, for some reason, the first one that came to mind was actually George Clooney. Um, mm. came to mind. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that's going to win our Twitter poll. But that was the first one that came to mind. <laughs> I actually. think like ten years ago. We ten born. years ago, yeah. But he, he was, was sexiest man back then. Yes, about. but he was the first one that came to mind for some reason. Um, I I almost went to who plays Captain America. Um, the, uh, Chris. Evans? Evans. Yeah, I think is that that's it? Right. Everyone's everyone's Chris. There's Chris is all yeah. over. Which Chris would you like? Okay, so no, I'm gonna say George Clooney just to just to mix things up. So right. we don't have three Marvel Exactly. Yeah, although and we did see and I'll make a Warner Brothers connection right now. Okay, you ready okay, for this, Nathan? I'm ready. Um back in the back in the nineties, we went on the Warner Brothers studio tour. Do you remember going on this tour at all with us? I was on it. You were on it. Well, we drove by, and we, we we were. I was excited because we got to see the the Warner Brothers Tower, and every, you know it was during the Animaniacs, so everyone's like, "Ooh, oh, they're yeah. gonna jump out!" Oh. And we drove by in our little tram past the commissary area, and who did I see eating in the commissary? George Clooney. Steven Spielberg. No, <laughs> Steven oh, Spielberg would have been more exciting. <laughs> it would have been more exciting. Oh my god, I would. But I saw George That's Clooney. Why I jumped out of the tram. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I saw George Clooney at the commissary. If you're able to go on the Warner Brothers tour, um, that's a much smaller group. I think that's like they take at least when we went there 20 years ago, mm-hmm. it was groups of 
10 or 15 people. It was yeah. right before Small Soldiers came out. I remember that. Yeah, and we got to, they said, okay, here's where Small Soldiers was filmed, everybody. Uh, so just walk around the set. We got to, they, they let us out and we got to just walk around the town. Yeah, uh, where they filmed Small Soldiers. They made it a huge cool. thing about like go yes. and go see Small, Small Soldiers, Soldiers. <laughs> the best movie ever. <laughs> and we did, and we, we said, like, well, "All right, it was more interesting on the set." <laughs> <laughs> so our choices for who would Dot have a crush on today are Tom Hiddleston, Chris Pratt, or George Clooney, and uh, we'll have our results on next week's show. Exciting! It is. Who will Yay! who will Dot choose? Let's go it's ahead. Like, it's about as exciting as the Bachelorette or something. This is as exciting as the Bachelorette. I agree. Yes. Will there be roses and, and everything? <laughs> Probably not. That's not zany enough for the Animaniacs. Uh-huh. She wouldn't give them flowers. She would give them, I don't know. <laughs> so Kisses. Lots of kisses. A new, a new pet in a box. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we also have to make sure we mention a few awesome contests and different ways to interact with the show right here. First of all, we have a contest going on once again for uh, some cool Animaniacs decals. You can win uh, Yakko, Wacko, and Dot decal. What? As well as a Pinky in the Brain decal. You can slap them on whatever you want around oh my your gosh. house. You can slap them on your fridge. You can slap them on your cat. You can slap them on your head. I don't care what you do, but... How do I... How? How? How do you talk? How do I talk? How do I get these decals? <laughs> All you have to do, Nathan, is... Well, number one, you can't get it. I'm sorry. Ah, but if oh. anybody out there wanted to get them, they could go to the iTunes page and leave a positive review. If it's a one star, I'm just not going to give it to you. Sorry. I'm sorry. You're not in the running. I'm just going to put five stars. Give me decals, please. Yes, that'll. Oh, that might just do it. But no, we're going to run this contest until we get uh, at least a few. <laughs> and then we'll, we'll pull somebody at random, and you will win some decals uh, worth, I don't know, at least a million dollars. I don't know how much. That's how much I'd are. pay. Yeah, <laughs> that's just a rough estimate. But yeah. And also, we're, we're having a, a cool little way to interact with us. If you have a Yakko doll or if you just print up a picture of Yakko and put him in front of something in your town and just put like a hashtag of Yakko's world on it. Uh, One thing about hashtags, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, you can't put in that uh, little apostrophe in there. It has to be all one word, Mm -hmm. no apostrophe. So I'm sorry. Yakko's world, all lowercase, all together. It'll work. And uh, yeah, we we have a, on the Twitter page right now and Facebook, you can see a picture of the Yakko doll that uh, I bought. And uh, yeah, Nathan's going to borrow him as well and put a take a picture of Yakko in front of something else in here in Tucson. So yeah, be awesome. So look forward to that. Yeah. So spread the spread the Yakko's world stuff going on there. That, that'll be that'll be cool. Contact information. So for you uh nathan kelly we haven't shared your your twitter information in a couple episodes how do people get in contact with you they want to tweet at you and say nathan you're nathan kelly you two are amazing what do well, they do well i don't know how anyone could ever forget because it's the most obvious twitter Django <laughs> ft nathan it's yep. it makes sense it makes sense people makes that's sense. me and i'm always on it 24 <laughs> 7 uh, twit, twit me up 
twit you up. Okay. And Kelly, how can they get people get in contact with you? I am also on the Twitter, uh, Yoda Princess, Y-O-D-A-P-R-N-C-S-S. Uh, you can also email me, Kelly, K-E-L-L-Y, at BigShinyRobot.com. And I would like to direct everyone to BigShinyRobot.com to read a fantastic article written by Kelly about the John Williams AFI tribute, which was, looked again, kind of similar to today's episode as well. You had a lot of Hollywood bigwigs and stuff like that all in one room sitting at tables. The Warner Maybe Bro- my brain explodes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there was one table, and it was George Lucas, Steven Spielberg, and John Williams, the bearded trio, if you will. Yes. Um, they're also awesome. You can follow them on Twitter, too. But um, I, I was just, I was crying. I was melting. It was like the Nazi at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark. It was just too much awesome in one room for one night for me. It really was cool just to see all those different people and just like look in the background. Who's that? Who's that? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yes, the the AFI tribute to John Williams. Amazing. It was on TNT. I'm sure you could probably find it on demand and things like that right now. I think it's also going to re-air in September, if I recall. Well, there you go. It's on my DVR, so I get to rewatch it whenever I want. Lucky. <laughs> so, with that, for the Animaniacast, this is Joey, and for Nathan and Kelly, we're going to sign off the same way that the Animaniacs did themselves this episode. Goodbye, Goodbye nurse. nurse! Good night, everybody. Woo! This podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds of the Animaniacs characters or any other Animaniacs-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Warner Brothers, Amblin Entertainment, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacast unless otherwise indicated. Boys, go fake.